All right, back here on the Sports Grind, being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any uh, perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so keeping it moving in the NFL before we go on, and before we do that, I guess we'll go to the phones here before we go to look at some other games and get off my chest when I need to. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Dwayne. Dwayne, you're here on the Sports Grind on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone at Fox Sports South Central Texas in Waco. What's going on, Dwayne? Dwayne, hello? Can you hear me? Dwayne? I don't think he's there. Okay. Probably Maybe try and get reconnected. Call that. Yeah, yeah, we'll try it one more time. But keeping it moving, um, let's go into the game that took place in Cleveland between the Chargers and the Cleveland Browns. You don't have to start there. Yeah. No one showed up to play defense for number one. Piss poor defense effort by both teams. Number two. Uh, which I number two that stood out to that that me that game, uh, again. My like and you know again I got so much stuff going on that I don't live and die with it like everybody else does and the results show it because I'm just now picking up like my first fantasy win in one of the leagues, but again it just again didn't ran with Chubb's ass for two years in my keeper league and then this is the year that he's just basically exploding and and being healthy for the most part that stood out to me. But just caught and started paying attention to the game just in time as it was a back and forth in the fourth quarter. Because as you know, I had the Chargers. I gave that out for the foundation picks, money line. Okay, I was confident in that. They started they started in a 14-3 hole, if I'm not mistaken. You know, they gave up like a, a, a touchdown run, a kickoff return, whatever it was. And they were down in the hole 14-3, but I was like, they'll get back, they'll get going. Then we get to the fourth quarter and it's back and forth. First of all, I think we had a, a controversial, not as bad as the one I'm going to get to next, but we had a controversial rough in the penalty call even in that game, I believe. Um, but let's talk about this character, Staley, okay? The one that Calvin's been talking about, yeah, talking about some third person since 2021, last year. I was like, what is he talking? No, now everybody kind of seeing what I had to see because I had to watch that team. And I watch a lot of Chargers game. Staley, after his team is fighting back, you're on the road. And you decide, and you take the lead, and you're only up by two. And you decide to go ahead and go for it on a fourth and two, I believe it was, on their side of the field. Mind you, I think Cleveland still had timeouts left as well. They were out of timeouts? Out of timeouts. Okay, out of timeouts. But they went for it. And then I'm, I'm going to get to my obvious takes, but let me, let's listen. Do we have the, the audio? I want to listen to the thing that makes me worse is like it's almost when somebody says, well, if I catch you lying to me, just don't keep the lie. Just come clean. Like his explanation after this really just made it worse for me. But go ahead. Let's listen to Coach Daly, head coach of your L.A. Chargers. Uh, down fourth down, just really felt like, you know, the slant of Mike was going to be, uh, the play call there, and um, 
you know, just didn't go down for us. But uh, I had a lot of confidence uh, in our defense to go out there and get them stopped. And that was a big motive um, because we knew they would have to throw the ball to beat us. Uh, and we felt like we could cover them, you know, and I love the way that our team finished that game uh, because obviously the storybook would have been just to finish it right there. All right. And to walk to victory lane. But that's not how it went. Um, we had to go play defense. We had to go defend. Um, and our defense ended up winning us the game with those with that takeaway um, and that stop at the end of the game. That is the dumbest explanation. Makes no sense of what he's trying to say. He knows what he's trying to say. That was the dumbest call. One of the dumbest that I've ever seen. I've seen him make some dumb calls. And this is what you want to know with a, a new coach that's in his second year that has the type of quarterback he has. But first of all, I got to remind myself who the owns that team. Okay. One of the worst ownership groups, in my opinion, in the NFL, cheap, falling asleep at the wheel, knowing everybody in their mamas from Kansas city fans, Raider fans, Denver fans, out of conference, the NFC, everybody that showed up to the old stadium. Qualcomm would take over anyway. And just, Oh, okay. Vegas just sitting over there and the Spano and them did just terrible. That's why I don't really give Phil. I don't really kill Philip Rivers too much for not having a ring because I knew that ownership that he's playing. Every time they have a good game, oh, good, good year. Oh, we're gonna sell him off. Well, Daniel Thomas, man, he's a future Hall of Famer. I don't care. I'm not gonna pay him. So I've got to take it with a grain of salt. Who, uh, who's watch this is going under? If I've got a coach that basically probably being nice ballpark cost me three games, maybe three to four games in the 2021 season from clock management and going for it like you're playing Madden. If that coach hasn't earned learned something, that is alarming. And, and, and this is another, this is probably, I can see through five weeks, his first real big test to go back to where we were talking about, or I would say I was talking about last year with his decisions that are costing his team game. He's young, he's brass, and this is the deal analytics and you know i tweeted it out and then basically um mike tarico and chris consworth got into this discussion last night in the baltimore game analytics is ruining nfl and this is what i'm saying it's going to cost a lot of guys their jobs a lot of gms their jobs and it's going to cost a lot of owners more money if they if they think about it report has it i think matt rule getting 40 million dollars to go to either take the nebraska job the Auburn job's going to come open pretty soon. That's a good one. He's going to choose, but he got $40 million from Carolina's owners. So when these owners have to go pay that kind of money, but they got to pay another coach to come on, they'll learn. And what I'm talking about is their organizations. I don't have a problem. Like all 32 teams, I believe, use analytics to some point in the NFL. Not so much baseball, but really NFL. A lot, it's grown really in baseball. It's the first sport it really came into. Then basketball league. Now it's home in the NFL. It's been there a couple of years. But there's teams that, from GM to coach, live and die and coach the game by analytics. I will go on the record here. I will stamp it. Salami stamp it. Whatever you want to call it, like we used to say. No coach. You will not win a Super Bowl. Or win a lot of games going strictly off analytics. And let me tell you why. And I think Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico, and especially Chris did a good job just briefly touch saying, like, and this is a part of analytics that I don't even really that I don't even think of, but that's a part of it that screws everything up. If there's analytics that show you, well, 
You know, take, for example, last night's game, and I'll go back to Staley, because I'm putting Zach and Staley in the in – the, there's levels to this dude. Zach in Cincinnati and Staley, those are two organizations that are calling games strictly on analytics. They're never winning anything. Well, Cincinnati, just because the offensive line as well, too. But they're not winning anything. And let me tell you, part of the analytics is telling you, like last night, well, if we go for it, on fourth to one, we don't get it. Then it pins them back here. And analytics shows us that, you know, technically they wouldn't get past the 50. So we would get the ball again with analytics. There's a story to it. But let me tell you what analytics can't judge. Analytics cannot judge momentum. It can't judge the psyche of a team. It can't judge the fact that you're playing a team, speaking of last night, the Baltimore Ravens, who have blown three leads. Most of those leads have been at home. Their coach, Harbaugh, that's a Super Bowl winning coach that I think is a little bit more old school, that got criticized for a call that he made last week. Analytics didn't show you none of that. Back to Staley. If it wasn't for me wanting to be right on the foundation picks, I was hoping that the charges that that kick from Cleveland would have went in. They let him off the hook for it's a it's a talk it's a topic today. I think it would have been a bigger topic if it wasn't for that egregious roughing the penalty roughing the passer call. But that missed field goal let him off the hook temporarily. There's not a coach. There's nobody. There's not an analyst that can show you that was smart to go and do. Hell, Keenan Allen, their own receiver, that's out tweeted i would like to know whether he tweeted when the play was called or he tweeted afterwards but he went in and tweeted said what the wtf and he wasn't talking about the washington football team what the f are we doing you know what that tells me that tells me that that is a discussion in that locker room that's been discussed for the last year and a half that that guy's been here that's a coach that's young he's immature he almost cost them the game with that decision and his oh we're going to be aggressive we're going to no man in that situation you don't do that and that's the part of analytic look state is another one they're not winning anything i don't care if he goes and and, and plummets the broncos next this coming up weekend going for they're never let me tell you where they can take a pay there's a guy that i put in their same age bracket his name's kyle shanahan they John Lynch and them, they use some analytics. Kyle's from the old school, though. He's got a mix. He still goes off a of gut. He still goes like, hey, well, you know what? Let's put the full back in. These guys I name, I'm gonna chrome, I'm gonna uh, comb the NFL coaches over the next few weeks and keep my eyes stuck. Stefanski's there, they're a heavy analytic organization, but I don't. I'm Stefanski looks like he hasn't been crazy loose with it like he was last year. Maybe you're learning from that. These two coaches. They ain't winning a damn thing, and they won't let. You cannot coach. There's a guy coaching in Foxborough that's won more games than anybody, for the exception of Don Shula. Maybe I don't even know if he's past Don Shula yet. I don't think so. Can't even remember. But there, he's won more than any of these damn coaches in the league, and he ain't gone for no. He's going to kick. He's good with field goals. He's okay with it. He's okay with punting. Don't hide behind. When is analytics going to say they're wrong? Like at the end of the day, whenever they use analytics, they say, well, I know 70% of the time worked out. It didn't work out that time. I've yet to see a coach walk up and say that. It's stupid. And it's these young, it's these young coaches filtered by these young upcoming generation nerds that I think they're basically nerds that never could be jocks. And they want to implement themselves into the net. This is stupid. Bill Parson, like there's not a coach. And this is what, this is the gift of the curse because the NFL is going through a situation where they're trying to get young blood in there as coaches. 
See, when you got these recycles, like a Bill Parcells, he's on his third star, a Jimmy Johnson, none of those guys, you, this is what comes with, because you get a lot of these young dudes that are trying to be too cute. Last night in the Baltimore game, at the goal line, I don't know, I've said it, this is the second time i said it, I don't know what the factuation is with shotgun down at the goal line. I don't understand that. And the guys that are calling that, they're all under 42 years of age. Those guys. I don't know. We're at the we're at the goal line last night. Oh, let's try a reverse. Hey, let's get cute. Ten yards lost. There's some frauds out there, man. And, and when these owners keep having to pay forty million dollars to the guy that's leaving, and then another forty, then they're gonna learn. No team is winning a Super Bowl strictly off of and like it's not happening in my lifetime. It's not. It looks cute. It might put butts in the seats. It might get you. You cannot coach this game in the NFL and make decisions, and they're not gut decisions or feeling the momentum, feeling the shift of the game. And those are two coaches that are horrible at it. Zach, a little, I mean, Zach's better, a little bit better than Staley, but Staley is he and he's stubborn. He reminds me of a trust fund baby, man, that has so much security. I'm gonna do it my way. Then why is your receiver tweeting on it then? Because evidently it's a question about it in the field. Now, I don't know if I agree with Keenan Allen tweeting that. Like, you might want to keep that in-house, but you He's just deleted it you, since. Well, it's too late now. It's out there. So that lets me know there's a problem in that locker room about that style. You saw him right there when the Cleveland guy was getting ready to go up and kick it. You saw Staley kneeling down with his thing. I said, yeah, you praying. You probably didn't go to service this morning, but you praying. And this is the second year. We want to crucify God. It's gone five games on his belt. But this is this guy's second year. And he ain't learned. Cincinnati was a hot guy. He, Cincinnati was a hot hand at the dice table last year. That's how they got to the Super Bowl. They don't look nothing like they did last year. Now, granted, the Ravens probably spent all offseason figuring out after, after what Jamar Chase did to them last year. They spent all offseason figuring out because one, you got to play them twice. How did they totally was ready for that game last like yesterday? We know they got a line problems. Staley's calling this just terrible. Need to run the ball. What do, you, what do you got Joe Mixon for? What do you got Joe Mixon for? There's two teams that are not making any attempt whatsoever to run the ball. Cincinnati Bengals. And the Buffalo Bills. The only difference is with the Bills, they're a lot more talented and they got Josh Allen, but that's going to come to bite them in the ass before the season's over with. I'm disappointed in them too. They've yet to fix the running problem. They're not winning the Super Bowl if they can't start running the ball. It's not happening. Football guys don't allow it. They don't. Too much, Josh. He's, he's accounting for, and I picked him to go to Super Bowl. He's acquiring for too much of the Buffalo Bills W's. Going to catch up to him. Gonna catch up to them. Those are two the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills are making no attempts whatsoever to try to even think that they got a running game. I hate to sit there because I love the sport so much. I've watched it since I was like again for a good total of 38 years. I hate to say any team in the NFL that makes it to the Super Bowl had a fluke season. Besides that damn Stan Humphreys Chargers. That got the ass kicked by the 49ers back in the day. That was one of the worst Super Bowls ever. That, that, I don't even know why they played that. Other than that, I hate to say it's a flu. But I'm damn near close with the Bengals. 
still ain't found, still ain't heard from Flip since the way he used to have, oh, the jungle and everything. I still, I know he probably don't listen to so that's excuse. I ain't seen him on the 10 o'clock news. I, you know, I, I went and bought a 2% of milk carton, didn't see him on the back of that 2%. You're just waiting on that winning streak. It ain't coming. Ain't coming. Time's clicking on them two coaches. The time is clicking. They're ruining the game, not winning that way. Not when he doubled down. That was a double down ex explanation in the post game. Jackass. And I guarantee you there's guys in that locker room. It's just, it, it's irritating. You can't have a player tweet. That's Keenan Allen. That's the best wide receiver. That's been there way before Staley showed up. These guys are trying to be the smartest ones in the room. There's a guy, Bill Belichick, one more games they'll ever do in a lifetime. He's okay with kicking field goals. He still does it. And they win. For the most part, these guys are too smart. They, they're the guys that want to walk in the room and be the smartest guy in the room. They want to walk to the study group. We all plan to get here at seven o'clock and study. We got a big exam. They're the guy that shows up at 630, opens the tech. Well, you know, this is what I found out, guys. After looking at this, over this is really what we need. To, they got to try to be the smartest ones in the room. Hmm. One of them went down. One Now, he ain't really analytics. Matt Rule got fired. I told you, NFL's copycat. It's obvious by the play the Cincinnati Bengals try to run that shovel. I'm like, is Travis Kelsey there? Is that Patrick Mahomes? Y'all ain't the Chiefs. Y'all ain't the Chiefs. Get your ass on the goal line. Give it to Joe Mixon. I told you their ass was going to moonwalk this, this year. Listen to the sports grind. When we get back. We got Dwayne. We'll try that again. We got Mike on hold as well, too. You listen to the sports grind presented by Dos Equis, Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Tai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Look forward from where you're at. There's some jealousy in your rearview. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Okay, Specs, if you're looking to step up your cocktail game, get insider info on seasonal uh, releases or order online for same-day delivery, just go to SpexOnline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys, which have a monster game coming up on Sunday night. And that, I like the fact that that landed, you know, on Sunday night. But, you know, like I told you all this whole for the past few weeks, man, I picked Philly to win the NFC East, but until they go out and really show that they can beat Cooper Rush or Dak on the field, I got to see it to believe it because it just shows you how bad Dallas has been over the years out of the division due to the fact that they haven't won this division two, three years in a row or made the playoffs all the year because they keep – because they – I mean, they've been running the Giants, Philly, and Washington for a minute. You know, that's what makes Sunday to see if – Philly can really get over that mental hump, mentally hump. And I think they can because because honestly, I hear Jalen Hurts talking his press conference, and that is Nick Saban talking. I mean, last week's and then yesterday, be like, uh, 5-0. and oh. I don't talk 5-0 and because oh, y'all didn't want to talk it then before the season started. We're just trying to get better. I don't really want to talk 5-0 and oh right now. You know, we got a good team coming in here next week. But that, that's, that's Tuscaloosa one-on-one talk. He will not let that locker room – ever feel comfortable and get fat on the hog because they're under the, the Philly fans could the Eagles fans could not have for the success they're having. And due to the fact that there was some rumblings and there was a lot of people high on the Eagles coming in. I remember saying, Hey man, between them and Arkansas, I was like, damn, I guess I'll go with Philly. Cause I studied more like, hey, okay, I'll roll with Philly. I knew Arkansas was going to be fraud. But anyway, but I just feel that you couldn't have anybody better from a mental standpoint. From staying in the moment, not getting too bad, than Jalen Hurts. It's going to be interesting Sunday. And I think I'll learn more about this secondary. Like I said, this, that's what separates the. You won't hear this probably anybody. I mean, there's a lot of people out there hot 49ers, but I'm telling you straight up what separates the 49ers defense is they took a big blow. They lost two key guys. Joey's dealing with the growing that could linger. But their other kid, the corner who had a pick six on Baker, you know, um, he came up lame. I think it's his ACL. So they've lost it, but the 49ers, they're back in. Dallas's back in is not the 49ers back in of healthy. It's not. They don't play aggressive like they do. They, the D-line is right up there with the 49ers. That's obvious. But the back end and where that doesn't get tested until you go to a quarterback or you run up the receivers that have to, you got to cover, you get a, there's a game plan to work because there's the, the problem that every team has made so far playing Dallas that's been on their schedule a la how do you think other than the Bucks and Shockley the Bucks are the one team they lost to to beat dominant pass rush 
and a Micah Parsons, a Demarcus Lawrence, you have to run the ball. There hasn't been a team committed yet to run the ball against this. That's how you stop a dominant pass rush. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I know that and I do radio. Go ask a coach or GM, but you got some coaches, they're not doing, you know, well, the analytics ain't showing us today. Because the analytics showed us when it's 80 degrees outside and if it falls before one o'clock, then we really shouldn't run the ball more than 10 times. They're not, that's why Dallas is, a, that's why Philly is a very interesting match because they're going to run the ball and they're going to be committed to run the ball and they got a quarterback that runs the ball. 1-800-707-9760. All right, let's try this again. Let's go to Dwayne. Dwayne, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760, 1300 Zone in Fox South Central Texas and Waco. What's up, Dwayne? Hey, what's up, man? Before before I get to my point on uh, the Dak and the Cowboys, uh, it's, it's called white privilege. That's the reason why Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz have jobs and uh, Cam Newton does it. When you spoke about the coach Staley, it's called white privilege. That's all it is. Uh and I'm going to get off that subject real quick. Okay, now let's go to Dak. I was going to give Dak the benefit of the doubt after this win, but he always puts his flips in the mouth and got to say something smart. He said, we all know what we can do. He made these comments, as, 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 uh, as I think it was after the game. We all know what we can do when we're healthy in the passing game. Okay, Dak, let's spit facts then, Dak. Why you couldn't keep drives going against Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first three quarters before the thumb got hurt? Why you couldn't extend drives, Dak? Why y'all scored? Oh, no, oh. Like you said earlier, Cooper Rush don't like the score, but oh, Dak had three points. Dak had three points. Okay, something that Cooper Rush does do that don't they don't get talked about, that didn't get talked about on this show out in here at all. Oh, third and eight, third and seven. Cooper Rush are making good throw. He's making. I'm not saying he's no world, but he's not the second to Joe Montana. He's not the second to Tom Brady taking. Let me ask uh, you something. Okay, hold on, Dwayne. Hold, hold on, Dwayne. Let me ask you something because you you've called up here three times with this same particular energy about Dak and trying to compare to Cooper's winning and Dak only had three or whatever. The question I got for you, and it's real simple: Can Cooper Rush go through all the way to the season? And go to basically whether they've got to play a Tampa in the playoffs, the 49ers, uh, you know, whatever case you may be. Can he can you win a Super Bowl with Cooper Rush? Can with they go and continue? Said, no, can they win a I Cooper? Don't think so. Then what are we talking about, Zach? Then what are we talking about with Dak then? No, what are we talking about? Is Dak I'm, what I'm saying, he is a, he is a forty million dollar quarterback. You say that's the market, right? But I'm saying you can get an average guy, Joe Blow, off the street that just don't make mistakes, that, do, that doesn't make mistakes, and you can do better than what Dak is doing because Dak is not converting on third and eight and third and seven passing yards. He's not doing that. That's why they had three points against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, so, so basically, in the last question I have for you, give me the average quarterback, the last average quarterback to go ahead and win a Super Bowl. Then, if you say that Dallas can just go get an average quarterback and go win a Super Bowl, give me the last one that did it. I, I, I know I've never said that, but Brad you just Johnson said it. Zach, you just said it. He with elite defense. You you, but you just said Hello? that. You, but you just said that you could get. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for the phone call, Dwayne. I look. Dwayne's been calling this show for a long time. I I, I like Dwayne calling show whatever. And I and I've listened to him the last few weeks call in, and then I'm getting ahead of this because I know where we're heading with the Dak haters, the less Kenning in the bushes, and all this kind of stuff. And that's why I keep going back to that. It's up to Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy to call the same damn plan and manage the game the same way when Dak gets back. That's why I keep saying that. But the reason why I had to put brakes on Dwayne is like, yo, man, then what if you don't? That's why I asked him that. If you don't think, and you are a Dallas fan, and I don't think. 
think Dwayne's a Dallas fan. I think he's more of a Texas fan. But if you don't think that Cooper Rush can go ahead and lead this team with this defense or not all the way to the Super Bowl, then what are we talking about? And let me tell you something, and I've said this before. I don't care if you have the 85 Bears, okay? The way the rules are set up right now and the way the offense is set up, you cannot ride a defense alone and win the Lombardi. You're going to have to put up points and you're going to have to have good play and a quarterback that can really have the moxie and the threat to get you there. I'm, I believe, and I've been on the record saying, Dax, that guy, I don't know that yet. I don't have the facts for that. I don't know that. But at the same time, people like Dwayne or other people, you don't have the facts to say that he can either. So, but to sit there and just to think that we're going to sit there and constantly beat this on the head about Dak and Cooper, you're not winning. With, you're not going. You, you lost to the team that I believe has the better defense. They knocked your ass out last year in your crib with Dak. I don't care. Cooper, first of all, he's been in the system for six years. Tony, it took Tony Romo after backs out dislocate it took him at his later years before he really understood the system and took the game seriously cooper rush has been there for six years man he's supposed to look like that no one thought he was going to look like this dallas fans never gave me pushback or anything when i'm talking about dallas has a backup quarterback problem and we've been talking about that on this show for the last two years so to me no one really knew except mike mccarthy Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones because they didn't go out and get anybody. They didn't go out and sign anybody. But no Dallas, no, no diehard Dallas fans, not Chris Duell, not anybody knew that Cooper Rush was going to play this well and be together four and one. So if you really don't think that Cooper Rush is the guy that can lead this team with this de defense to go win a Super Bowl, then what the hell are we talking about? And there's no need to keep every week. Well, Cooper can do Cooper. Cooper is taking his ass back to the bench as soon as Dak is all the way healthy. There's been a starvation for quarterbacks in the National Football League for the last six years. Easy. I'm I'm, it's always been a need for quarterback, but I'm talking about starving. I'm talking about famished. I'm talking about Ramadan. And nobody has picked up the phone for Dallas to say, hey, what do you want for Cooper Rush? Stop the foolishness, man. I ain't only give you 40 million reasons why it's going to be his job when it comes back. Stop falling for the banana type. Like, look at the way the game's being called. Everybody should be learning from these four games. Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dak. There should be three. They all should be learning like, hey, when you come back, maybe we need to do this this way. Maybe we don't need to get so cute in the red zone when we just need two yards. 1-800-707-976. Let's keep it going. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone in Fox South Central, Texas and Waco. What's up? Yeah, man. Hey, let me say this before I talk about the Cowboys. You think you think last Thursday night's game was bad on offense. You think that was a snoozer. Well, take a look at the game they got coming up this week. You got the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears, two teams that can't even move the ball. Hey, you might be lucky if you see 100 yards of offense this coming Thursday night. I'm not going to even waste my time watching that game. That's, that, that's pathetic uh, as far as I, I don't even know how they got on Thursday night football. Now, as for the Dallas Cowboys, you asked the last caller, you asked the last caller, if the Cowboys could go to the Super Bowl with Cooper Rush, 
Well, I got a question for you, and and and, and, and I think I know what the answer is. Um, the Dallas Cowboys can't go to the Super Bowl with Dak Prescott either, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, Cooper Rush is uh, is not as good as Prescott, but Prescott, uh, I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl with, with him behind the helm. But I want to focus on another guy at this point, and that's uh, Emmitt Smith. I mean, not Emmitt Smith, I mean um, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, this guy here, man, as far as I'm concerned, he's taking carries away from the other running back. Uh, and you and you know for a fact, I want you to ask this question. Do you really think Ezekiel Elliott would have scored the touchdown yesterday on that run that the other guy scored on? I don't think so. All right. Thanks for the phone call, Mike. He was we on a roll. Yeah, but I, I get where he was going. Um, first off, you know, again, I've, I, don't, I don't flip-flop. I don't weigh. If I'm wrong, I come in here wrong and wait for y'all to say, hey, remember you said you said this, but if I'm right, I'm right. And all I'm telling you is I don't flip-flop. I've been saying this for years that I believe, at least the last two years before he got the contract, I said, you know what? The way they played for him and the what he pretty much did and what we – you could probably sit there. Dak's a winner. You can win with him. He's had to overcome coaching, man. He's had to overcome the Garrett's of the world. Does Jason Garrett got a job right now? He's doing TV. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know he's on Football America, but he ain't nobody's football sideline. Dak had him coming out of Mississippi State. He's had to overcome a dysfunctional where maybe it's more about glitz and lights and this and this and all. He's had to overcome that. I'm never trying to put Dak Prescott in the Hall of Fame. I never said he's going to wear a yellow jacket. Never said he was Joe Montana, Tom Brady, but Dallas fans. And a lot of it has to do with that Tony Romo wearing underoos that y'all sleep in where Tony, D Tony is not as good as Dak where Dax was in his career. He's not now at the end of Tony's career. Yeah. But look how long it took him. Cause he didn't even take the game serious because he won. He won. He came from a small school, got a hookup from Sean Payton. Hey, Bill, I know this guy down and so-and-so went to school. Really? Okay. That's how Tony got in the league. So he didn't care. He already won. That's why I say Baker Mayfield has a QBR of 18. He is not an NFL quarterback. If he swallows, he'd probably be a backup. But whether he gets booted out of the league, Baker got over $30 million for being the number one over pick. He won as a walk-on twice. You can win with Dak Prescott if there's other things around him that needs to take place. Now, I got Michael Esparza that tweeted at me because I asked the question to Wayne, paraphrasing because I don't have the tweet up, but I just saw it, saying, hey, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not trying to stick up for Dwayne, but Nick Foles. Nick Foles just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and where's Nick Foles? And look what went down. Look at, look at that magical season Philly had. For one, they did have a, a defense, but look at who their coach was. But Nick Foles, if you want to say that one, okay, you gave me one out of what? Give me another one. But I don't even know if I put Carson Wentz was having an MVP type season until he busted his knee in L.A. So the, the, the thing of it is, if you feel that that's your opinion, if you feel they can go win with Cooper Rush, there's no proof for me to argue with you on that. But don't call up here. And I love Dwayne, but the, I'm, I'm, I'm making Dwayne example because I'm not dealing with that going forward. If you really don't think Cooper Rush is the guy you're going to win with, regardless how good this defense play. And I told you, 85 Bears. It always goes back to them. I know y'all say Broncos had not a good defense, not a, not, not a, a, a good D line. They had a top three defense of all time, and we played this game for 100 years, and they went four or five. You couldn't score the ball, didn't do anything, didn't make the playoffs. 
You the the rules are favored. The offense, the style of offense. You cannot have three yards and five yards in a cloud of dust and think you're just gonna have a defense that can ride all the way. Eventually, you're gonna run. You gotta make passes in the passing game. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. But you know, give them credit what they're doing. I mean, it's just a situation. And with all that said, make no mistake about it. Dak is human. I mean, he don't live on social media, but he peeks at it. He knows what's the chatter is. Human nature, there's going to be a little anxiety, a little pressure for him coming back, especially if it's against Philly. Now, the question you've got to ask is that, is that the game that you want Dak to come back against, knowing that they lead the league in team sacks? I almost think that you start Cooper, and then if things get out of hand, you have Dak in the bullpen to bring him in to, to rein things back. Nah, you got to make a decision. Either he's going to sit out this week or not. That's not a third-string quarterback we're talking about. It's, if if Coop, if you're going to roll with Cooper, you lay in the bed, whatever happens those four quarters, and then you turn the page of Dak's ready. Because make no mistake about it, if Cooper Rush wasn't undefeated in Dallas, Dak would have been back already. This whole gripping the football, Dak would have been back by now. They've changed their story two, three, four times. You don't think, for, for people like Dwayne, you don't think that Andy Reid can win games with Dak Prescott? Go look at the quarterbacks outside of Donovan McNabb that he had in Philly. You don't think Sean Payton can win with Dak Prescott? Maybe we'll find out. You don't think Kyle Shanahan can win with Dak Prescott? He did it with basically Matt Schaub in Houston. It's about coaching people. Look at his coach and look who he had coming out of his rookie year out of Mississippi State. 1-800-707-9760. Tonight, we'll put a book on, we'll put a wrap on week five. You got the Raiders going to Kansas City Chiefs. Heard Patrick Mahomes after they demolished Tampa. Hey, you know who we got coming in next week? Ever since Gruden took that lap around that team bus at Arrowhead. Almost like you pissed on the floor in the house. They ain't going to forget that. Now, the other thing, there's seven-point dog tonight, the Raiders. Look, all I know, Denver Broncos and Russ and his offense are supposed to be trash. And they got to the red zone on the Raiders two or three times. I'm going to want to know if the Raiders really build off of the victory they got in the other division. Because now all of a sudden, if you can win this game tonight in the Raiders and you go 2-0, now you're 2-0 in the division. You're still under 500, but you're 2-0 in the division. That's not bad. The only way that I see the Raiders losing, I mean, the Kansas City losing this game tonight, if they did what they did with Indy and they're looking ahead to Buffalo. They got to go to Buffalo's coming to town next week. Are they looking past the Josh Allen, past Derek Carr tonight? Other than that, I think Kansas City take care of them, but we'll see. That's why we play the game. All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. All right. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in Tyler, people down in the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button, before you're out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow.